Hello, hello, and uh, welcome back to Life's a Bee. It's been a minute since we've been on here, so I got my hubby, Scott, back to Hey, hey. <laughs> um, I only do the one thing. That's it. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I think I start everyone the same, too. Um, so before we get into why it's been such a long time since we've done one of these, let's keep with tradition and do the we'll do the B of the week because it's been what almost like eight weeks since we've done one of these so we could cover a lot of bees but to keep it more relevant um let's start with your bummer of the week the bummer of the week <clears throat> it's not really mine but this is my extension of me <laughs> yeah is Rocky taking a digger? Yeah. On his scooter. Yeah. And if you follow, I felt bad for him. Any of us on social media, you've seen <clears throat> the carnage of what trying to ride on one foot with your other leg in the air. Yeah, he was showing off a little bit down a hill for no one. I don't know. Can do. He was just having fun, being doing Rocky things, and um. Yeah, he took, a little hot. Yeah, he 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 really messed with every side and part of his face. I'm not exactly sure how that happened, but yeah, all he of didn't his, put his hands on all apparently. No, because nothing, no other part of him is scraped mm -mm. other than his face. Um, but no teeth are broken, no bones are broken, and he really took it like a champ and barely cried. So. I would say that was my bummer of the week too, because it really like broke my heart seeing him with that big old fat lip on his face. Mm -hmm. And and he then took like a champ though. You know, of course we're like a mile and a half, two miles from home when it happened with all four kids and our youngest collie decided to take that very exact moment to refuse to ride in the stroller. So as you're carrying Rocky home, I'm nine months pregnant, carrying Collie and pushing a stroller while trying to keep track of the other two who are still riding their scooters like mad. So yeah, it's a good time. It was a really good family walk. Um, what was your bitch of the week? Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm just gonna go with the easiest thing to look ahead. It's weather. It's mm -hmm. we're, we're finally getting some good stuff now, so I'll take that. But yeah. this cold shit has been going on too long. Yeah, it's been a it's really time long... for some warm weather, and it's already made the last two days way better. Yes, it was a very long winter, <clears> so um, yeah, and then. That's pretty much mine too, which is hard to say since the last two days have been nice. But prior to that, I mean, it's it's been brutal and the kids have been going stir crazy. So it's been nice to have some good days. So then what's your blast? Um, well, not really this week, but we just got to go to Florida. Yes, the week prior. Are you just taking all mine? 
Yeah, I mean, they're basically the you same. You just take we, them all. We pretty much do everything together, so yeah. it'd be hard I don't for... Even ask you. It'd be hard for mine to be <clears throat> different, but Florida yes. was balling, by the way. Love that state. Ready to move any day now. Yes. And we'll kind of talk a little bit about why we randomly decided to just pick up and go there within a day's notice, but... I guess we'll just jump right into why it's been a really long time since we've done one. Um, we were just kind of cruising along, baby number five pregnancy. Um, and I went to my 28-week appointment, not really thinking anything of it, thinking, I mean, my fifth time around, nothing really has been surprising at this point um they decided to do like a like a quick growth scan of the baby and they kept like taking a really long time and i'm like what is going on and started asking me some weird questions that they haven't really asked before and all of a sudden they're like um we're seeing some issues baby's just like smaller than it should be. And I'm like, well, I mean, my last two kids were really small. Like, are you sure it's not just that? And they're like, well, to be on the safe side, we need you to come back in, in three weeks to check again. And didn't really say a whole lot more than that. But, and then I also took my initial one hour glucose at this appointment. So of course, like somebody tells you that things aren't looking right with And you failed the shit all out too. I did, which we'll get to that in a second. But I'm already like on the way home crying to Scott about like nobody's really telling me <clears throat> what they think is wrong, just that it's small and that's all we know. And I'm referring to it as it because we don't know the gender. But So I'm already crying about that, just thinking like, holy cow, three weeks is going to be an excruciatingly long time to deal with this. Like maybe they just measured wrong. I don't know. I, the thing ever since COVID has gone down is that like maternal medicine has been like with Kali, I never had girl scans because she was born in 2020 and they decided that it wasn't that important. Every, every doctor's appointment was done over the phone. So I've seen a different doctor ever since like my main doctor retired and yeah, healthcare sucks right now. Yeah. And I'm not going to say names, but I ended up with a doctor at this appointment who like, I don't necessarily have the greatest track record with from like other experiences. And so, you know, that was weighing on me too, that I'm like, okay, this guy always like goes to the extreme, like whatever. So crying about that on the drive home when I get a call and they tell me that I failed my one hour glucose, which is not that surprising to me. I've only ever passed with Eden. Um, And they always just take me, you know, to the three hour and I always pass that one. So they call and they say that I've 
I've failed it to an extent that the doctor just wants me to go into gestational diabetes management. And I'm like, okay, but you know, like my body, I'm not used to sugar. We were doing 75 hard, which is obviously like no cheating. We hadn't had any desserts. And I'm like, maybe my body just like freaked out extra over the glucose or whatever, but he was adamant. So the next day I, in addition to knowing that something's going on with the baby, I'm now checking my blood sugars six times a day. And it was just like every single reading, if anything was low and it was just annoying. And I felt like there's no way I have this. (sighs) And it was just a lot. So your mind is fairly consumed over the next whatever with like long story short that wasn't true anyway you did not have that that. but you're really skipping ahead here because i had to do that okay our sink is like freaking out behind us that's what that is (laughs) there's a sump pump but so i call the next day and i'm like is there any way i can have a scan like sooner than two weeks out or three weeks out because my anxiety, I, I mean, I was not sleeping. I couldn't eat. Like I was just really worried. Um, so the soonest they would see me back is two weeks. And basically in that time, I also had to meet with the endocrinologist who was like, I don't like, I don't know all these numbers. Like if anything, you need to eat more carbs and sugars. And he's like, I don't tell people with gestational diabetes that. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, okay, I guess I can do that. Whatever. Still not convinced that this is like the right path for me, but go to the next growth scan. And I have this one with radiology and the doctor that like had ordered it was on vacation. So some other doctor calls me and says, we have to refer you on to Rochester maternal fetal medicine for, um, some of the measurements. And we also need you to come back in two days to do like extensive genetic blood work so that we can get that off before you go to maternal fetal medicine, which I think they wanted to schedule like a month later or something, two weeks or a month, two weeks. I don't know. Time was ridiculous. So obviously I'm freaking out even more. Um, Scott and I have never done like the genetic testing before that they offer, you know, early on and we've never had a reason to. So waiting for the maternal fetal medicine appointment, I had just like another random like 30 week appointment in there somewhere. And finally saw a doctor that like I had seen one other time before and he looked over my sugar numbers first of all and he was like why are you why are you not taking the three hour he's like these numbers like you don't and I'm like I tried I've been advocating to get the stupid three hour test like I don't I've never had a reading over a hundred like this is not I don't know it was just very frustrating Um, So he's like, well, if you're willing to come back tomorrow, I will give you the three-hour test. And he's like, I'll override the other orders. 
and I'll, you know, see what the numbers come back. So I drive back the next day and my three hour test is perfect. So just like that, a month of paying for all of the supplies and test strips and poking myself all those times and worrying about that too. Um, he called and said I could stop that. And so while I was super thankful to stop it, I also spent like a bunch of money and a bunch of time doing that for no reason and just felt very not listened to in a time when everything else was already really, really stressful. Um, and so right before they were throwing around a lot of really scary terms about like what exactly they were looking for in the baby. Um, everything from like down syndrome, all of the trisomies, um, achondroplasia, which is like, you know, dwarfism. Um, I can't remember the one like osteogenesis imperfecta or whatever, which they were like is rare, but we have to check for it. There can be fatal types and non-fatal types. So we need to check for like bone fractures and all of this stuff, which a lot just, of scary things. Yeah. Which just sounded like a really bad episode of Grey's Anatomy that I've seen. So, you know, nothing, nothing really positive coming out that they can, that they can tell you. And a lot of the stuff can't be tested for genetically. So what they can test for genetically, they did. And right before we went, that took about what, eight days to come back. So those were an excruciating eight days and went back and forth on whether to do the testing or not, because it's obviously not going to change anything, but they said, you know, if it was one of the worse things like they need to be prepared for that at delivery. So pretty much cried myself to sleep, cried during the day for, you know, the next eight days or whatever, and then got the call that what they were able to test for genetically came back clear. Um, so that was exciting, but we still had the, the appointment in Rochester to go through. Um, and I was obviously freaking out. Scott didn't really say much. I mean, I think I had enough anxiety for the both of us. Yeah. You hold that down. There wasn't room for you to (laughs) have somebody's got to stay level headed around here. Any feelings to express about it. Um, but it was one of those things that anytime somebody would ask me, you know, when I was due or how I was feeling or the kids would talk about the baby. Cause obviously we didn't tell them that anything was going on. Like just made me want to cry and I didn't want to go anywhere because I didn't want anybody to ask me because it was really hard just to pretend like everything is fine. Um, so we got paired with a really great doctor in Rochester. Um, first we had a scan I've been through enough of these that like I could see the numbers were not looking very favorable while we were getting the scan. Scott has no idea what we're looking at on the screen when we're looking, but I could tell that the growth issues that they were looking for were not improving. So we met with the doctor and he comes in and 
can't really get a read on people. You know, everybody's masked up and it's hard to, hard to tell if they're coming in with good or bad news, but he went through every picture with us and, and, uh, said he didn't suspect that anything was wrong. He didn't see any fractures. He didn't see like a bunch of the things I think basically, yeah, bowed bowing of the bones or like low density or, um, a couple other things that like heart, different heart defects would be present or like things in the brain would be present if it was some of the things that they were looking at. And he's like, you can't 100% rule it out based on that. But like 98% of the time, if your baby would have one of these disorders that we're looking for, like these other things would be there. And he's like, but I need you to come back in four weeks because sometimes like, Mm-hmm. I think it was like a chondroplasia mm-hmm. late. Um, shows up really late in pregnancy. And so, I mean, I guess we left there being as reassured as you can be. I mean, he <clears throat> was, he was trying to be as, you know, positive as possible, but, um, and also super respect with all of those pictures, like they made sure that we didn't see the gender, like they knew that that was still important to us. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really nice. He like looked through all the pictures before he showed us anything. And we were kind of fully prepared that like, maybe they wouldn't let us <laughs> have it be a surprise anymore because obviously if something super serious was going on, that wouldn't really be a big thing or like a big fun reveal. Um, But at this point too, they also told me that I would likely have to be induced so that I would not a go into labor at home because I have really fast labors and B that the baby was likely going to be fairly small. So like they needed to monitor it a lot closer. Um, so after that appointment, we just like had to wait another four weeks because they want to allow enough like quote unquote growth, um, to see. So April 18th, no 17th, basically Scott was like, let's take off and go to Florida. And I was like, okay. Um, so we decided on the 17th to go. And by the night of the 18th, we had packed up the RV for basically an indeterminate amount of time. And well, a couple of days prior, like uh, we realized that a rabbit oh, had eaten through. Yeah, that's right. We had kind of wanted of, to go a, somewhere. Yeah. But a lovely rabbit, since, you and know, on top of the engine and chewed due a bunch to of the wiring. pandemic, since garage door springs <clears> are <throat> apparently one of the things that are incredibly impossible to get, we had to wait forever for our shop door to be installed to actually fit the RV inside mm-hmm. for the winter. And one day we went out to the shop and we found a dead bunny in the shop and we didn't really think that much of it. We were just like, Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> and then we took the RV out of storage and it wasn't running appropriately. And Scott got into the engine and we found a bunch of chewed through wires and rabbit hair stuck all over them. And suddenly it wasn't so sad anymore. We were just more so like, why didn't that thing die sooner? Yeah. So, um, then Scott's like, all right, if I can get this thing running, we'll go. 
Um, and just like issue after issue yeah. came up with that. And good effects, though. Thank you, Andy's Auto Body. Shout out for yeah, the final, the final getting getting the fix. final fix yeah. um, for the go ahead. But yeah, so we <clears> packed <throat> up four kids, two dogs in the RV for an indeterminate amount of time, and we were like, okay, I just have, I just have my routine. I think it was like my 34 week appointment, which I mean, at this point, nothing was routine and they were all miserable to go to because I still at this point don't know what's going on with the baby and which is why we just needed to get the heck out of here. Like it yeah. was, and the weather was sad. Too. The weather was sad. Everything about the baby was sad and it was just time to go. So I go <clears> to my <throat> appointment thinking, you know, this is just with a, just with a midwife, she's just going to do, you know, blood pressure, whatever. Well, we're scheduled to leave that night for Florida. And she's like, I'm hearing issues, I think, with the heartbeat. And I'm like, oh, my God. She's like, so we need to run this test, which I knew at some point they were going to start running these weekly because there's concern with like placental issues and whatever. So I have to go for weekly testing for the babies to make sure the umbilical cord and the placenta and everything are still functioning right. And to see how the baby's heart rate does over like an extended period of time. So they hooked me up to this machine for like 45 minutes to monitor the baby's heart rate. And I'm like, well, this is it. I guess we're having a baby today. I don't know. Luckily the baby passed that with flying colors and um they released me to <laughs> but that appointment took way longer than than we thought so um that night at about 9 p.m we took off for for florida um and then we got to celebrate rocky's birthday um in some warmer weather i mean we were still in the rv for the most part on his yeah actual birthday but he didn't care he was just so excited to be to be going and then we went on just like an epic family road trip we had made no reservations prior to going we had really no idea where we were gonna land in florida we just were winging it the entire time um and it was awesome the only bad part was like needing more time at every stop to kind of figure <laughs> out but I mean, we really yeah. literally went. Well, we got there in good time, but then we killed two days because Sully was sick. Yes. So then we get down there <laughs> and Sully, like in the middle of the first night that we're like actually at the campground is like, I don't feel good. Starts just vomiting in the middle of the night. Oh, and then he gross. would have like, and then he'd be fine. And then he'd mm. want to go to the pool and then all this stuff. And so we ended up in an urgent care and he had what they assumed to be like the end of strep throat and got him medication. And, and they were all coughing. I mean, yeah. Everybody, everybody was coughing yeah. because we come from Minnesota, the land yeah. of 10,000 coughs over the yeah. winter. And, but he ended up, I mean, he rocked it and they got all, better. They were all a little bit sick on the whole trip, but they did so good. Did yeah. Good. Got a lot of good beach days. We saw a lot of <clears> cities <throat> that we have never been to a lot of different beaches Got to basically drive the entire perimeter other than going down all the way into the keys, which is on the bucket list. But yeah. um yeah, basically spanned the entire 
west and then east coast on the way home and it was awesome and east coast by far east my coast favorite. was yeah unexpected but i really really liked the daytona area and like up beyond there was really cool um and people have asked us like how in the world how's that with four kids and two dogs in there and i can honestly say like i wasn't ready to come home no like by any means and i never at any point felt cramped or like mm. anything like that and even with all the adversity with like the baby stuff and people being sick and whatever like we still no, had we a need great more time. time if anything yeah i yeah. was i was not ready but Alas, we for sure had to come home. I mean, in addition to Scott needing to probably get back to work, we had our impending baby appointment yeah. follow up in Rochester. Um, so two days after we got home from Florida, we headed down there for that and had another lengthy ultrasound and the doctor came in and he went through all the pictures again and there was growth. He's like, it's definitely like slow growth, but it did show the appropriate growth. And he's like, so I feel comfortable like releasing you from my care. You know, there's some things that they can't necessarily like a hundred percent rule out until the baby's born. But I mean, he says with as much confidence as he possibly can in his medical opinion that definitely made us feel better for sure. <laughs> yeah. That, that, you know, he, he feels like it's just going to be a smaller, yeah. a smaller baby. Um, so that was super exciting. Obviously there's still anxiety there and whatever. So now I start weekly, they call them like Dopplers and NSTs, which I mean, again, like, by baby number five, I thought we were just going to be old hat, everything, and kind of cruising through. But it definitely kind of stops you and makes you, like, appreciate the fact that we have four healthy kids and that I haven't gone through anything like this in in pregnancy before. And I feel for the people that – one of the other things they – they're now saying is that it could be it's called IUGR, which is basically like interuterine growth restriction from usually from like placental issues. And they said they're seeing it a lot with people who have potentially had COVID, which like we think that I maybe did at the beginning of my pregnancy, which is why they're going to do the more extensive monitoring just to make sure that the baby's getting all the nutrients that it needs to in case they need to take it out sooner. But he also said like, if the baby continues to pass its weekly tests, I don't have to be induced, but that I probably should not wait as long as we usually do to go to the hospital since <laughs> Kali was essentially partially born in the, in the ER on yeah, the way to the room. She's on her way out. Um, so, I mean, I'm nervous for the the weekly tests that start next Tuesday, but I'm thankful for the good reports that we've gotten. But, I mean, it was, like, some of the worst eight weeks of my life, for sure. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, so that's why we didn't really, there wasn't really anything we could come on and talk about because every moment of yeah, my you'd day, probably just cried on here. That'd been yeah, weird. Like so. every moment of my day was consumed and it, I mean, it still is to some extent. I definitely feel like much better. I've had time to like sit with it and things. And I mean, I think they've essentially ruled out that it's, it's nothing fatal for sure. Um, but they also throw around scary stuff as in like, if you've had COVID, like your risk of stillbirth goes way up and all yeah. of this stuff. So, I mean, it's all scary. So I'm constantly like touching my stomach and making sure that I'm feeling it <clears throat> kick, which luckily this one is quite the gymnast in there. So, so yeah, that's why we, we took a hiatus. Um, and then our just under two week trip in Florida was awesome. I didn't really think about it. It was like the one thing that was able to kill some time and take my mind off of it and just enjoy the kids. And as we're doing this, we're sitting at a table literally filled with ponies and dinosaurs, which is pretty much how our days yeah. go with two boys and two girls. So, um, yeah, we're kind of in the, in the final waiting games of the pregnancy now, but we just kind of wanted to say why we've been MIA and also just kind of let people in on, on what's been going on. So we'll take any positive vibes yeah. out there for the last couple of weeks and that we can have this baby and have them give us the all clear when I it mean, comes out. We blew cinnamon out our front door, so things are coming. Yes. Good things are coming. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Um I'm sure most people probably weren't wondering where we were. Um, but for those of you loyal listeners out there, we wanted to give just a little update and, um, with mother's day being tomorrow, when you're listening to this, it'll be today. So happy mother's day out there to all the moms. Um, I know I'm extra thankful this year for, for my four healthy babies in all of their craziness and um, working really hard not to take for granted all the little moments, whether they be good, bad, or, or otherwise. Um, and just, you know, hoping and praying like crazy that, that when we get to meet this final addition to the family, that I am welcoming another healthy baby and that all of the last couple of weeks will be, will be a distant memory. It's a little sad, um, you know, to finish up my entire pregnancy journey on, on such a stressful pregnancy, but I'm thankful that my body's been able to, to do this. And, and hopefully, like I said, we, we are putting this crazy chapter to bed and we'll just be starting the new chapter of life with, with five crazy, healthy, awesome, uh, babies running around 
this big old house. So happy Mother's Day to everybody. Hope you get spoiled and everything that you want. And we'll see you next time on Life's a Bee. Bye.